0: Welcome to Storm Stories, a collection of stories from Hurricane Florence. This podcast series explores resilience and recovery in the coastal region through local stories. I'm your host, Laura Bratton, broadcasting from the Working
1: Narrative Studio. Today on Storm Stories, I hate. Then I lost my home the way I did because I love the Fairbloom. I've been living there since 1986, and I, I still go by there and I ride and I look. I get teary-eyed because all that I vested in there, and you know, and, all, and it just came and just took it like this within the twinkling of an eye, not once but twice.
0: No matter how much we learn about hurricanes, they're hard to make sense of in the moment. One minute everything is normal, the next there's chaos. People impacted by the disaster will need help, but sometimes it's hard to know exactly what kind. Gloria Walters is a survivor of not one but two hurricanes, Matthew and Florence. These storms took everything, her town, her community, her house, her clothes. Today, I find myself wanting to know more about Gloria, what she lived through, and what keeps her going. Originally from South Carolina, Gloria moved to Fair Bluff, North Carolina in the 80s. Fair Bluff is where she raised her children, and later, where they raised
1: their children. Fair Bluff is a little town. If you ride through and blink your eyes, you'll miss it. It's just a little small community, you know everybody. Fair Bluff
0: is a rural majority black town in Columbus County, where 21% of residents live below the poverty line. Like many rural communities, it's fighting chronic unemployment, shrinking populations, and reduced government services. It doesn't help that in Fair Bluff, floods have become the new normal. For Gloria, Fair Bluff is home, or at least it was until Hurricane Matthew hit in 2016. Type Fair Bluff into Google, and you'll see articles that tell the story of how Matthew threatened to turn Fair Bluff into a ghost town.
1: Hurricane Matthew affected me in ways that is hard to even explain. It was one minute I was there, the next minute I was... Gone. My house is four feet up and I had three feet of water in the house. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. cried, At least I knew for about three months straight.
0: Anybody who watched Matthew coverage on TV saw the images houses and roads submerged in stagnant water. Gloria is one of 111 residents whose homes were flooded out as a result of the estimated 19 inches of rain and over 12 feet of floodwaters. With her house in shambles, and most of her things destroyed, Gloria, her husband, and her grandson stayed in a hotel provided by FEMA for four
1: months. Didn't have nowhere to go. I didn't have no clothes, no nothing, no bed. I wore no one dress. I know I wore that one dress for a month. It was me, my husband, my grandson at the beach under FEMA for four months. And how did you feel while all of this was going on? I started feeling like Nobody didn't care about us, not even my own family. You to make me get emotional. It's been a while since I cried about this. But I felt like, I felt like nobody didn't care.
0: Imagine if half your town was suddenly displaced. After Matthew, this happened to Fair Bluff. Its population was reduced by more than half of what it was before the storm. The few hundred that remain in Fair Bluff are still living in poor conditions as a result of Matthew. Many express frustration that FEMA didn't do enough.
1: People there are still affected. Some people there are still living with no lights. Some just don't want to leave. Some say they don't have nowhere to go. Some people are still living there with mold in their house. What we're doing, we're doing on our own. And how are they feeling through all of this? Some I talk to, oh my God, they're just, they're just so upset. To me, it's, it's still kind of sad because I feel like I left them. Even when I go back to visit my daughter, it's like I'd be a rush to get out of that town. And I tell my daughter all the time, you need to try to get out of it. But I do feel sad for my friends, and I pray for them. It's really sad because they don't have nowhere to go. They say that they can't afford to leave, but it's, it's just a relief that I am.
0: After Hurricane Matthew, Gloria and her husband moved to Whiteville, North Carolina, the seat of Columbus County. There, she received support from the school and community members, most notably a woman named Wallace Todd. Wallace is the founder of Community CPR. It's a nonprofit focused on helping people directly impacted by Matthew.
1: The Lord did place people in my life, the school. Wally's and a few other people start reaching out to help me. And then I start feeling a relief because, you know, the help was not there. When I met Wally's, she came come and she was like, oh God, she was such a big help.
0: The move was a big change for Gloria. Whiteville is bigger. It's got a population of over 5,000. It's got more stores, more roads, and more resources. And Gloria says she's liking it so far.
1: I had to go change my lives. I had to do voting. I had to do everything. I had to become a citizen of Whiteville. Well, then I, I love why. Wife was a good community, and everything is, is right here and it's available for me more now. So, you know, I got more street lights. You know, there's Walmart. Everything around me now I got more advantage of now. I don't have that far to go now, just a skip in a haul. Just as Gloria was getting
0: back on her feet in Whiteville, only two years after Matthew, Hurricane Florence hit. The storm dumped over 25 inches of rain on the city, Gloria says she was too discouraged to seek help.
1: When Florence came, we had no help. We had nowhere to go get help. We were still trying to recoup from Matthew. Lost all my stuff in storage, at the minute storage. I just didn't even seek for no help. At that point, I I said, Lord, I'm not gonna worry about it.
0: Despite it all, Gloria finds a way to stay connected to her family and friends that are left in Fair Bluff. Once, every week or two, she drives to the local post office, where she still keeps a
1: mailbox and it will to leave them completely. They'll see me coming through and I'll stop by the store. Oh, you home? No, I just come check my mailbox.
0: Sometimes the help people need, it turns out, is helping others. Research says people who help others are healthier and tend to be less anxious and depressed. Today, Gloria works as an advocate at Community CPR, helping people with experiences like her own through tough times. She walks with them as they piece together the remains of their personal lives in the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. People like Gloria are helping guide coastal North Carolina through its hurricane recovery, and that's building future
1: resilience. People will come in here sharing their story. We sit down there, I'm crying with them. I pray with them. I encourage them. I tell them my story, let them know. I let them know if I can do it. You can do it. It's going to be all right. I survive. You're going to survive. You will win because I did it. You can do it. You know, God will allow things to happen just to open your eyes. I had to bring all the way down to my lowest to see. But now I feel like God has raised me up. I've been restored. I look back over my life to where God has brought me from now. I'm still blessed. I'm still blessed.
0: You've been listening to Storm Stories. Storm Stories is a project of the nonprofit arts and media organization Working Narratives, which is based in Wilmington, North Carolina. To learn more about Storm Stories, visit www.workingnarratives.org. Funding for Storm Stories was provided in part by the Media Democracy Fund's NC Local News Lab Fund, Unitarian Universalist Beach at Shelter Rock Foundation, and generous individuals like you. I'm your host and producer, Laura Bratton. Editing for this podcast was done by Erica O'Brien, and music was provided by Cambo Music. Special thanks to Ren Smith and Nick Saburla and everyone who made this podcast possible. Thank you for listening.